you've been to us. Are we good to go, brother? Every Sunday morning, this took just a little bit. I'm sorry for the way we didn't get, seemed like it ain't always worked. A lot of y'all's computers and stuff have worked, and it might have been a little bit on our side, but we ain't never had no coronavirus before. We ain't ever do it before, but we, we getting there. We're going to do what we can. Amen. If you've got your Bibles this morning, I want you to turn to a very, very familiar passage of Scripture, and this is going to be in the book of Isaiah in chapter 40 and verse 31. The title of the message uh, this morning they shall ascend on wings as eagles. I don't know of anybody that don't want to be triumphant in life. I don't know of anybody that don't want to have a good day tomorrow. I don't want to know of anybody that wants to get up in the morning and feel like they're going to go through defeat. But I do know a lot of people would love to get up in the morning knowing that the Lord is on their side and He ain't never left them nor forsaken them. He's always been their present help in their time of trouble. And so I want us to read this verse and see what God has for us today. Y'all ready? But they, that's big right there. But they, that's a, that's a certain group of people. Certain group of people. And when we leave here today, you need to be one of them. You need to be one of them that he's talking about. You need to leave in here knowing that, that God is good, God is faithful, God is all-powerful. God is all-knowing. There's nothing, nothing going to come up that he's not aware about, that he ain't already made plans for. Bible even talks about how he makes your crooked places straight. He goes before you. He's a lamp and a light to your feet and to your pathway. So there's never nowhere that he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. And so he's, you're never going to be nowhere without the Lord. And I, I love Scripture, how, how it was said, but all these saints can come Against you, what shall separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus? I tell people all the time: Don't ever get saved because you can't get unsaved. Don't ever give your life to Jesus because you can't have it back. And that's just the way it goes. So it's an eternal thing. Everything that God got is eternal. It's no, nothing temporary with God. It's all the same. He'll be He'll be all that and more every day of your life. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. And they shall walk and not faint. That's a pretty good deal, ain't it? Can I read that to you again? Would you listen real good as I read that again? But they that, look at that big word right there. Oh, ain't it hard? Ain't that a big, big deal right there, not knowing what the outcome's going to be? And you're praying, and you're calling out to God every day. You may be laying in a bed somewhere, and you're not knowing, Brother Benny, how it's going to come out. And you're just waiting like, when is, surely when is it going to be over? When, when is it going to pass? Do you reckon he's even hearing us? People have been through some tough, tough stuff that... Uh, more so than I have. And, and, and I look back on it and I see how the Lord was, was on the side. But that, that waiting business, that not going to... How many of y'all is like me that have got real hasty on something? And uh, I, I tend to... I, I do a whole lot, but I sure make a whole lot of mistakes. Y'all y'all like... I, I'm telling you, I can mess more stuff up, getting in a hurry and not just waiting to, and just saying, man, and figuring this thing out, how do I need to go about it? I just, I just feel like if I kick on it hard enough and beat on it hard enough and run into it hard enough, I'll get it. But sometimes you got to back up just a little bit, Brother Jerry, and you got 
You, you got to analyze the deal. Look, now that's the way this thing works. We got we we to try to get it going. And so it says, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and, they, and not faint. So this scripture is talking about people that, that want their strength renewed. I hope it's been a time in your life that, that you was going through something. Maybe you was going through some hurdle. You was going through some trial. You was going through some test. And right in the middle of that might have been a death in your family. And everybody was looking at you saying, I wonder how, what is inside that person that gives that person that strength that they have? What is inside that person that they're rejoicing? Their mother, the father's gone on to be with the Lord and they're just rejoicing. They just happy, you know, and, and folks that don't know the Lord, if you don't watch it, I mean, they trying to, they trying to help you like, well, I know you sad. Like, now I ain't sad right now. I may be sad after a while, but I'm happy right now. So, can you look back on times that it's been rough in your life, but you had that, that peace that the Bible talks about that passes all understanding, and you just got a feeling that everything's going to be okay. And Brother Jason Cox there was getting a job not long ago, and he would tell me, Brother Eddie, I, I just ain't never been worried about it. I, I just ain't never been worried about it. And the Lord just showed up and just did something miraculous, but he said, I wasn't worried about it. Man, I had the Lord on my side. I, I know who the master of the wind is. I know the one who was on the ship that, that day when the, when the winds and the waves was tossing high and, and, and Jesus come out on the, on the boat and he said, peace, be still. And they said, what manner a man is this that speaks unto the wind? And the wind obeys his voice and the waves. Let me tell you something. We ain't serving just anybody. We ain't just a group of people who's got some good ideas and we just meeting. We, we're not like some, some event that's going on in town and we done got together to try to make some plans to make the county better or whatever. No, we're not doing that. We're here today worshiping the King of Kings and Lord of Lords because he's been good to us and he's been faithful to us. Now, who are those folks that's going to be qualifying for that? You know, here lately, you know... Uh, the uh, president's been so nice, and they, they passed that bill to get some money out, and sure is mighty fine to be able to see any kind of check come in your mailbox, you know, and uh, of anything, your paycheck at the end of the week or whatever you're getting, I mean, you takes that to live. But what, what people does qualifies for this, this right here that wait upon the Lord, the ones that's going to wait. And so who wait for what? Who wait for help? Those that's going to wait for some help. You know, as I thought about just putting this sermon together, and I, I thought about it, sometimes the Bible says seek wise counsel. And I, I don't know the, the best counsel, the most wisest counsel that you can seek is that thing that's living inside of you, the Holy Ghost of God. Go to the Lord in prayer. Cast all your cares upon the Lord because you know that He cares for you. Sometime when you go to talk to someone, 
Maybe they want to be the one to get the brownie points for, for making you feel better, you know. And they come and talk to them the other day. And I had prayer with them. And, and when they left, you know, they just felt so much better. And you can got that story to tell. You don't never know what people's motive, if they really are bearing your burden. But, but through life, sometimes you do find that person that you can, you can go to and you can, you, can, you can get them to help you bear your burden. But the main one that's going to do that and the best one that's going to do that and the one that's going to help you in a time that you really need help, that help's going to come from the Lord. And as we think about in, in Psalms, I've just got to read this about David. He said, when I needed help, when I needed a help, that, that I didn't know who to turn to. I didn't know who was qualified in this area. I really didn't know who was going to give me the right answer. I knew who wasn't going to give me the wrong answer. And David went to the Lord. Let me tell you what he said in Psalm 121. He said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. He will not suffer thy foot to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. He, he's not going to go to sleep. It's never going to be a time that I'm going to get a, a busy signal. I'm trying to tell you those that wait upon the Lord. Here's what he said he did. He said, behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither sleep, slumber nor sleep. The Lord is his keeper. The Lord is his shade upon his right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve thee from evil and shall preserve thy soul. The Lord shall be preserved thy going out and thy coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. So David said, what, what, what is that waiting? Waiting for help. David said, when I waited for help, I called upon the Lord. I, I, I lifted my eyes to the hills which cometh my help because my help cometh from the Lord. What is another thing? Not only we wait on him for help, that's, that's who that is, who, that, who wait on him for help, but who trust in him. I'm going to tell you something. That trusting in the Lord, how many of y'all has ever said, you know what, I'll just tell the truth. <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to get any relief. Yeah, any of y'all ever been there? I just tell you the truth. I, I was praying every day, but my faith was getting a little weak. I, I, didn't, know, I didn't know if help was coming, but I think about the song that says, but he may not come when you want him. Huh? He may get you just wore down because if he comes in there too quick, you won't really be able to give him the benefit that he needs and he wants to be praised and he wants to be honored like he ought to be. So what does he do? It's like a good daddy would do to make you appreciate what you got. He may hold something back for you. He may take it back for a little while. Look like you're not appreciating that bicycle. You're just throwing it down in the middle of the driveway. Maybe I just need to put that bicycle up for a while. And you'll, you'll say, but when am I going to get to ride it again? We'll see when it is. When I think you've learned your lesson, I'll get that bicycle out. That who wait upon the Lord, who wait not only for his help, but who trust in him. I can, you can trust in the Lord. You can put your trust in the Lord and you can, you can always know that his promises is going to be yea and amen in everything that you do in life. I mean, there never has been a, he's a God that ain't never lost a battle. I mean, you think about Perry Mason. <laughs> when you watch Perry Mason, you don't sit there and have a talk with your family and say, well, I wonder if he's going to win or lose this one. 
Boy, I hope old Perry's having a good day. You know it before it ever starts. Perry Mason ain't going to lose. Oh, my mother's favorite deal. What was that? That guy played on Andy Griffin. Matlock. My goodness. Man, she loved that Matlock. Man, I, I'm thinking, Mama, here you are watching Matlock every Friday night or whenever it come on. I was raised in that same home. We never had a TV, and you sitting there watching that one-eyed devil. Shame on you, Mama. Man, she loved watching that Matlock. Man, he just knew how to do it. But God in heaven, there's not anything. Can you imagine watching Perry Mason, just a movie? But, but can you imagine coming in this morning, did y'all see that one episode when he just didn't know what to do? I mean, he just done gone crazy and he just didn't know what to do. And, and now he just, they got seven movies out and he's lost every case he had. That would just mess up the whole thing. Let me tell you something. God is never going to get up not one day of your life. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to take some waiting. It's going to take some patience. The Bible said patience makes the man. It's hard to wait. It's hard. I, Lord, I, I'm the kind, my, my patience kind of like this. Lord, give me patience and hurry up. I mean, that's where we are, that, that waiting upon the Lord. But how many of us can testify? How many of us can testify? Ain't you glad as you're looking back? Ain't you glad that right in the middle of it, Brother Benny, we just sit and say, you know what? I'm just through with this whole God thing. I'm just through with it. I done been sick this many days. I'm not going to trust in God no more. I don't want the preacher coming by no more. I don't want nobody to pray no more. I'm through with it. Let me tell you something. There's a whole lot of folks that's been in a whole lot of pain that waiting was a great big deal. But I tell you one thing, if you'll wait upon the Lord, and then when God comes through and when God takes care of that situation for you, he provides you, he gives you a business to work in to provide your family to call. He comes through in that sickness you was going through. He was coming through in that private mitre that you had and nobody knew about you. He, he doesn't come through in that position that, that you thought you wanted, but you didn't need it anyway. And you seen at the end, that wasn't something I needed. And you just waited and God blessed you more than you ever been. The Bible talks about those that wait upon the Lord. Those that wait upon the Lord, look here. He said, I'll renew your strength. Man, I'll renew. I'm, I'm just like, a, I'm just like a, when men come on a job. Now, the first thing they're going to do, we got all these reels, we got all these things. First thing you got to do, you got you to charge the batteries. It's going to be real good if you do that tonight before, Brother Jerry. And when you get there, it's fine. But it ain't nothing worse than getting a 12-foot piece of sheetrock up there and your buddy on the end, he's the one supposed to set it and the drill ain't got, no, ain't got no charge in it. Man, what's going on? Well, I guess I forgot to charge my battery. I, I guess it is. We got to put the piece of sheetrock all back down and do it all back over again. Ain't that the way life is a lot of times? But the Bible's telling us right here in this one verse right here, we could back up. You want to back up and just read someone right here in verse 26 just right before this? Sometime I preached and preached it backwards. I just read it backwards. You can get a hold of what's going on. Look at verse 26. They said right there too, said, lift up your eyes on high and behold who created these things that bringeth out the host by number. He calleth them by, by names, by the greatness of his might for, for that he is strong in power. Not one faileth. What sayest thou, O Jacob, speakest, O Israel? My, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God. He asked the question, How, Hast thou not known? 
Hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, neither there is no searching of his understanding. He gives power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Even the youth shall, shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. Waiting's tough. Man, wait. What if, what, if you have a, what if you have a loved one to go on to be with the Lord? Mamma, what if you have a husband that goes on to heaven? You got to wait. <laughs> you got to wait. My mother didn't have no problem. She didn't have no problem. My daddy had gone on to be with the Lord. My mother had to wait a while. Let me tell you something. Don't you know that was good when that wait was finally over and mama got to be with daddy and they both in glory again. And you know what? I bet first thing my mother said, she said, Herbert, I thought it'd never get here. Waiting. Man, we just waiting. We just waiting on all the promises of God to be fulfilled. And I, I love this scripture right here. It says, they, they shall mount up with wings as eagles. We know about wings of eagles. We know about what eagles can do. And I, I don't have to tell the stories. I preached at a funeral here one time and I told about that wise old owl and then got up in the, in the tree and, and he done looked down and there was this eagle. And this eagle was down there with a bunch of turkeys. And that eagle was pecking around on them acorns just like that them turkeys was. And so that wise owl looked down in the pen and he said, Mr. Eagle, he said, what in the world? Are you doing down there with them turkeys? And what had happened is, is that eagle had fell out of the nest some kind of way and, and fell in these turkeys. And them turkeys done raised that eagle. And, and that eagle didn't know anything else but to live of a life of a turkey. And so the eagle called out to the owl. He said, no, I'm not no eagle. He said, I'm just a turkey down here just pecking around on these acres. Just living through life, just no turkey. He said, no, he said, you're not a turkey. He said, look at their feet, look at their eyes, look at your eyes. I mean, look at comparison, look at their wing feathers, look at your wing feathers. And finally he said to me, he said, spread them out a little bit. He said, run in that pen just a little bit. Get your feet up off the floor a little bit. You're going to see that you're no, there's no comparison between you and them turkeys. Well, long that, that eagle come to realize, you know what, there's a whole lot of differences. There's a whole lot of difference between me and them turkeys. I'm not a turkey. He's right. I've got some abilities. I can, I can see further. And what a turkey, what an eagle can do, it can soar when the storm's coming. When, when a turkey could not get there, I seen some just yesterday morning. I, I was on a road, and I know y'all go all want to know where it's at. Four beautiful turkeys. They wasn't in no hurry. Man, they just, I mean, they were just walking like this. That's all they could do. They could have been shot very easily. No problem. But I'm going to tell you something. Them turkeys right there, when the storm comes, they can't get off that ground like no eagle. They can't get away from you as quick as, as an eagle can. They can't go as high when the storm's coming. They got to kind of just get in the brush and kind of hide. And ain't that what church folks do sometimes? We that are filled with the Holy Ghost, we got some power inside of us that everybody ain't got. And if we'll just wait upon the Lord, thank God for the day of Pentecost. It said they tarried and they waited upon the Lord until the power came. Oh, I just see a difference. 
I'd see after that, that eagle got out of that pen. I'd see after how, what a testimony he had, just like we, we were that were lost and how the world had us just beat down. Man, we ain't got no joy. A lot of people that you go to church with, there ain't no difference between them and the folks in the world. Man, they ain't got no happiness. The Bible said the joy of the Lord is my strength. They that wait upon the Lord, so not only they trust in him, who put, but also those who put their hope and the confidence in him. I love that song. It said, all my hope is in Jesus. All my yesterday is gone. And all my sins are forgiven and I've been washed in the blood. That song was sung, oh yes, oh yes, I'm a child of the king. Man, I done waited upon the Lord. I, I done, I'm not just singing it as a song, but I'm a child of the king because it's been too many times that I called out on him and he heard my cry. We didn't have no problem, Lyle, when you was laying down there in that hospital, down there in the bottom. We didn't have no problem, Donna, to call out on the Lord. And I just felt like for sure that the Lord was going to come through for Lyle. They was running test after test. They couldn't run enough tests. But we waited. There wasn't a time that, there wasn't a time that we said, let's pray, Donna. There wasn't a time that we said, well, maybe not. Well, maybe not. Well, why should we go through the worry? Why should we do that? No, we knew Call upon him. Jeremiah 33, 3. I mean, we knew. Call upon him. He said, now, I will answer thee, and I will show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. What do you think is going to really happen when you call upon the Lord? What do you really think is going to happen when you ask God for something that you need, and you're going to glorify God in it? And I mean, you've been serving God, and you've been living for God, and you know, nobody can do it perfect, but in and of your heart, you've got a heart to want to please God. And you call upon the Lord and you say, Lord, here's what I need. I mean, you got that prayer, that effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availed much. And you got this prayer. And you say, Lord, I, I know I hadn't been doing all that I, I need to do. But Lord, I, I'm ready to make a commitment to you. I, I need something in my life. I need this to happen in my life. And you can go to the Lord and you can say, well, brother, Eddie, I don't know if we can bargain with the Lord. Well, I tell you what the Bible says. He said, if you'll knock, <laughs> that door will be asked open for you. Huh? He said, if you'll ask, you'll receive. What was that other thing? You say, he said, you seek me and you'll find me. I don't know what kind of bargain that is, but the Bible said, draw nigh to God and he'll draw nigh to you. Don't you want to be one that the Bible said, don't you want to have your strength renewed? Even going through a storm, I mean, even going through bad times, don't you want to be like eagle's wings? Don't you want to be able to soar above that? Don't you want to know that, look here, weeping may endure for night, but joy comes in the morning? Don't you want to know when something's going bad? Say, Lord, I don't know how you're going to do it. Lord, I don't know when you're going to do it, but God, you are God that ain't never failed, and Lord, I'm going to mount up with you. I'd rather ride in with Jesus with some slim possibility like none that he wouldn't have been faithful. Doug, as you said, I'd rather err in the right. I'd rather err in the right when the world said, how come you're still praying, Brother Eddie? How come you're still thanking him? How come you're still serving him? Because that old song said, I bet because I, I know my Lord is going to lead me out. I know he is. He's got to. He's got to stay true to his promises. 
But they that wait upon the Lord and we said something, we're going to wait on him. We're going to wait on him for help. We're going to trust in him. That, that's, who, that's who mounts up. Those that wait on him, those that trust in him, and those that put all their hope and all their confidence in the Lord. Man, do you have confidence in God? You may have something today that's real, real close to you. I mean real close to you. This church right here, I mean, it seems like it's something all the time that we're going through. And, and we can just be glad that we're right here in this church. We're a Bible-believing church. We're praying church. We're, we're a trusting church. And, and we haven't seen too many miracles of God. I'm going to tell you one thing. Sometimes it's hard to wait and have confidence too. What are you going to do? The world said, what are you going to do? Man, I, I got confidence in the Lord. Makes good sense when you say it like that, don't it? What are you going to do? Well, I'm just doing the best I can. No, I'm not doing the best I can. Yeah, man, I'm going to do the best he can. Man, I got my confidence in him. I've got my trust in him. I, I don't cast all of my cares upon the Lord. I mean, he is the only one that can help me. Wow. These people here that this verse, what's going on, they, these weren't just any kind of people. You know, a lot of times when we hear Psalms 23, we... You know, we, we, we read about David, and we think, well, David wrote that verse. But you've got to remember, David was the one that lost his son. David's the one that done prayed, and he done fasted. It didn't work out that good. But David looked through that and still trusted God, still believing God. He said, let me tell you, boy, something. And two men come into the room and say, you know what? You've been praying and fasting and crying and weeping for the Lord. Now you're sitting there eating. You done went home took you a shower. You done, you done cleaned up. Now you're just sitting right there. You didn't get what you wanted. He said, let me tell you something, boys. He said, this one thing I know. He said, my son can't come back down here. He can't come back down here. He can't go through all these trials that you're going to go through, that you're going to get up in the morning. You're going to have all kind of worries. You're going to have all kind of cares. Things ain't going to go right. Things going to tear up. Things, people ain't going to show up for work. I mean, there's going to be a whole lot of things that go on. He said, oh, you're right. He said, my son can't come back down here. He said, but let me tell you something what I got confidence in. He said, I can go to him. He's not going to come to me, but I can go to him. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there they was and for that king. You talking about people having trust in God? Man, we won't say we trust in God. We just read, we just read stories in the Bible. We think they're just stories like Jack and the beans. Uh, yeah, beanstalk. See, when I start doing something real good, I don't know nobody. But anyway, listen to me. Man, there they was. Man, we're going to throw you into the fire. We're going to throw all three of y'all in the fire. They said, oh, king, so we slow to answer you in this matter. We're real slow to answer you in this matter. Look at these people was in, was in captivity is what they was. They was going through a, a real grievous time, and they'd been there a long time. But they said, we're going to wait upon the Lord because we know those that wait upon the Lord. These people were compared to people that, that was, that, who had failed weak. Weak. They was feeble. They was maybe guilty. They was helpless. They was, seemed like they had no, uh, I, I can't say hope, but they was just kind of helpless in and of themselves. Don't that remind you of a lost person? Don't that remind you what you got to do if you're going to be saved anyway, that you're going to have to wait upon the Lord? You're going to have to wait upon the Holy Spirit to come to you. You're going to have to wait upon the Holy Spirit to come and minister to you. Wow. I get to thinking about that real salvation anyway. Did you, do you, did you have a real salvation experience? 
I'm going to tell you something. The only way that you could have ever had a real salvation experience, the only way that any time in your life that you could have had your strength renewed, the only time in your life that you could ever mount up with wings as eagles, you see people on these highs and lows. That's not what God wants to do. You know what God said? He said, be ye steadfast, unmovable. Listen, don't try to get up there before you, before you need to. Wait upon the Lord. So, Lord, I want you to fill me with your Holy Ghost. I, I want your Holy Spirit so strong in my life. I want you to lift me up to a place that I'm going to look at the God. I'm going to serve you no matter what. I'm going to live for you no matter what. I want you to lift me to a place that I can be right there. I want you to renew my strength. I, I, want, I, I want to mount up. I, I want to be one that, that I can get on the top of anything that comes my way that I can make sure that I put my trust on the Lord and I want to mount up with wings as eagles and I want to run. Man, I don't want to trot around. Lord, I want to run and I don't want to be weary. You get around some people, they just weary all the time. How you doing? I mean, they was at church shouting yesterday. Sent you a good little email, you know, whatever you want to call it, a little text, boy. Boy, it was a good one. And all of a sudden, tomorrow, they're weary. And they weary. That's what God, God says, look, I want you to mount up with wings as eagles, and I want you to run and not be weary. And they shall walk, and they shall not faint. In other words, they shall not, they shall not quit. I, I know a whole lot of folks, Sister Renee, you have too, in our whole lifetime of being in the church, I... Brother Randy, I know a lot of folks have started out. They started out, my word, they didn't tell you about it. I, well, Brother Eddie, don't know about this. I don't go to church no more. But boy, there was a time. I know what the Bible says. The Bible said if they was ever of us, they would have no doubt continued. They would have no doubt continued. It'd, it'd be like me all of a sudden today getting up and saying, I don't like banana pudding no more. I want no fried chicken. And I don't want no cream potatoes. I just don't like that stuff no more. You know what? That ain't going to happen. You know what? Because the Bible said we're gods of our belly. Man, we ain't going to never. Man, we ain't, I don't want to go on no trip no more. I, I don't want to see no. I, I don't want to go relax no more. I don't want to take it easy no more. I don't know what, what if that's whatever you do, you know. And I, I won't do that no more. Man, I used to think I, I think that's plumb silly now. No. We're gods of rebellion. That's always going to be good. If you're a hunter and you like to hunt, it ain't playing on every bit of time. Like, I, I don't even know why I did it. It was so crazy. You did it because you loved it. Let me tell you something. I love that song that says, I keep falling in love with him over and over and over and over again. The only person that's going to be able to mount up with wings as eagles is those that has that thing, that baptism of the Holy Ghost inside of you, that you say, look, I'm just going to wait upon the Lord. I'm just going to wait upon the Lord. That real salvation, that real salvation comes from a desperation. <laughs> yeah. See? It don't take much. You let something happen to you that's close to you with a son or grandson or granddaughter, nephew, somebody that's close to you. You, you, you may have got to the point that you don't go to church much or whatever, you're not really in the church. You're not really tied to church. You really don't have your hands on anything. But let, let something in your family 
Let a brother or sister, somebody close to you, let something real, real bad happen to them. You know what? All of a sudden you get real spiritual. You know why? Because you're desperate. I believe what the Lord is trying to tell us today that wait upon the Lord are going to be a desperate person. And so when we compare this to salvation, that real salvation, it only comes. Salvation only comes. Salvation don't come. A lot of people like, they just added God to the mix, Christian. Like, you know what? I think I'm going to do this God thing too. You know, I'm everything going good, you know, and I think I'm just going to go to church and I'm going to call myself Christian. I'm just going to add God. No. And then you go and you walk an aisle and you, and you come down, and, yeah, I want to do that and I want to get saved. And you just added God to your deal. No. No, when you come to the Lord, the only way that real salvation is going to come is when you're in desperate, when you know there's no other answer. You ain't going to never be happy. You done tried everything else to be happy. Money ain't going to make you happy. Knowing th- uh, being around folks, doing things ain't going to make you happy. And so when you come, and I believe that's what Mountain Up with Wings is Eagles saying, and I believe that real is where we're closing this morning is, is Houston would start an invitation. That real salvation, that real salvation. Maybe that's the reason why you can't mount up. Maybe that's the reason why you can't trust him. That's the reason why you can't wait. Brother Ed, I just get tired of waiting. I, I, I went to church and I thought everything was going to be just fine. Well, maybe you didn't wait. Maybe you went ahead of God. Maybe you went and got somebody else's opinion. You know, a lot of times, boy, I get real scared, folks. You let yourself start going through something bad, Renee. And here comes somebody. You let yourself be done lost a mother and a daddy. And here comes somebody that ain't never lost a mother and daddy. You know what? They can't say, I know how you feel. They can say, I'm praying for you. I'm trusting God for you. I, can, I can't even imagine what you're going through, but I know one thing. We need to put a trust in the Lord. You call out to God, Renee. Call out to God. He'll, he'll answer you. He'll answer you. We, we didn't have it in that scripture. A lot of times people go to other folks when they're going through problems. They don't go to God. They don't seek wise counsel. And they get way, way on down the road and realize, why didn't I talk to the Lord about this? Why didn't I get, get an answer? Salvation, real salvation. Maybe we'll write this down. Real salvation only comes from desperation for an alteration. Huh? Desperation for an alteration. Have you had, ever had a pair of pants? And that pair of pants was getting a little snug. You don't give a whole lot of money for that pair of pants and they ain't fitting. And you hear about somebody in town that's in an alteration business. And you go to them and you're going out there with them pants and they ain't already tell you you done got a little pudgy. But they're going to ask the question anyway. They're already knowing what needs to happen. But they're going to ask you the question anyway. What is it that you need me to do with this pair of pants? You can tell them, well, I need some alteration work. 
Okay. Now, we're going to be letting them out, or we're going to be taking them up. Hmm. We say, we don't want to answer the question, right? Because I just saying, I got to have a little more room here. And right in here, they might have tied. I, I done looked inside, and I see they left me a little material left. When you come to God, you got to come in desperation. Then in and of yourself, you need an alteration. Desperate. Lord, I need an alteration. I need my heart to increase for you. I need my mind to be more dependent upon you. Lord, I, I need my, my feet to walk in your pathways more. Lord, I, I need a whole lot of things altered. I, I need when I get up every morning and when I start my day, I need to say this is a day that the Lord has made. Lord, I'm getting up every day. I, I'm, not, I'm not even giving credit to where my help comes from. Lord, I'm desperate. I'm in desperation for an alteration that brings separation from your sin. See, the Bible said when we come to the Lord and we give our heart and life to God, the Bible said he cast our sin as far as the east is from the west. They don't never ever come up again. I want to ask you something. Are you Are you desperate? Are you desperate? Are you in desperation for an alteration that brings separation from your sin that equals justification in your life? So when you leave this place today because you've been justified because Jesus done died on the cross for you, when you walk out that door, Larry Cook, ain't it something that we can walk out that door today and the Bible justifies us just like you ain't never, ever committed a sin in your life? Ever. You said, Brother Eden, what about my rest of them? Oh, then I'd like to read to you over here in John. In 1 John, it says, Now if you sin, you've got an advocate with the Father. You know what happens at that time when you give your life to Jesus? He becomes your attorney. That's right. And then all your sins is rolled off on your attorney. And your attorney always takes your sin. He always says, just pile them over on me. I've paid that. I've already paid it. I've already settled it. It's already been settled. And if the judge could come and he can make accusation of you, Jesus Christ, your attorney and judge, will step up and say, no, it's all been paid. Can I tell you that little short story about Gonzales, Louisiana, one more time? Me and Don Williams had just got that speeding I got the speeding ticket. He was just riding. I went in there, got on a horse. I needed one show. I was going to preach in Buras, Louisiana. Going through Baton Rouge. Stopped this place. Get in this arena. Had my saddle and truck. Put my saddle on a barred horse. I need to qualify. I need one more show. When I did, that lady come beside me. And when she come beside me, I said, how are you doing? She had that accent, Louisiana. I'm doing just fine. Other than y'all ain't nice folks down here. I said, they gave, me a, they gave me a ticket. I got a ticket. I said, wait a minute. I remember you're somebody important or your husband is one. I said, you're a, are you an attorney? David, I said, you're, an, you're a lawyer or something is what you are. She said, no, Eddie, real sweet lady. She said, no, Eddie. She said, my husband 
is an attorney lawyer. I said, oh, I, I was feeling good about that, Clay. I was like, oh, this is good. This is working good. You live right here? Oh, yeah. I thought, that's good. She ain't said anything about my ticket yet. I got it in my pocket. I, I said, I, I knew you were something. And finally, she looked at me. She said, Eddie, my husband is an attorney. Yeah. She said, I'm the judge. <laughs> How does God do it? If I give my life to Jesus, how is he going to do that? I don't understand that. What about my next sin? What about when I do wrong? First thing, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost. The Bible said, no, you're not that you're not your own. You've been bought and you're selling out to God today because you're a person in desperation, remember? You're needing an alteration, remember? You need justification coming in your life. Remember, you're a desperate person. You ain't just making a deal with God. You said, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, Lord. I'm, I'm desperate. I'm desperate in here. I, I've got a heart that needs your love and it needs your understanding. I, I'm realizing that I'm not, I'm not right. I can't make it work, Lord, without you. I'm desperate for you. What are we going to do about all them others? If that woman can take that ticket from me and I ain't never heard nothing about it, ever, you ain't got nothing in the mail. That's done been 20 years ago. It's gone. It's gone. It ain't fair, Brother Eddie. It ain't fair you got off the hook. Well, it ain't fair you received justification either. Because since you done got saved, you done done a whole lot of things that you ought to have been gone, burning hell. But because you've got a God that loves you, he worked out a plan. He said, if you'll come and give your life to me, then I'm going to take care of your towel the rest of your life. I don't know about you, but I like that deal. Come on. Man, I love that come sanctification on. deal. When God comes in, he sanctifies you. He done washed the blood of Jesus over you. And you know sin now, and you stand before the Lord. You got sin in your life. Look here, you done sin. You done sin since you got saved. Maybe you got some people around that are going to accuse you. They've been around and say, wait a minute. I know he goes to church, but look, I was with him. He did wrong. But down at that altar on that Sunday morning, when you gave your life to Jesus, you know what he did? He put the blood of Jesus all over you, Jan. So it's true. He just put that blood all over you. He done cleansed you. And now when they look at you, all they see is the blood, Curtis. They don't see no sin no more. And so what you got to have today, you got to be plunged beneath the blood and you'll lose all your guilt and your stain. Won't be no stainer no more. Man. You ever been wearing a white shirt or something? Got your pretty little dress on, a little lighter color? <laughs> Go by and get you a biscuit with mustard on it. Hmm. Going to a funeral? <laughs> Somebody get in my truck like, what are you doing all these clothes for? Man, it takes a lot of clothes. <laughs> Man, you got to have some clothes. You got to have more than one. You better have you some clothes. Oh, this guy, you're trying to get it off. You can't get it off. You got all that tied ride stuff. You both, it, don't, it don't really get it done. Walk in there, Brother Benny. Got a big old wet spot on you. Everybody knows, you know, like, must drop something on you, didn't you? You know what? You come to the Lord day out of desperation. You give your life to him. When you stand for him, it won't be no stain on you. Won't be no stain on you. Will y'all stand to your feet? Will you help me a little bit? Lord, as we all praying together, Lord, I just wonder, I just wonder on the day of Pentecost, it was all one mind, one accord. 
Lord, I just wonder if people was to come that way today. If they was to come that way today, they said, Lord, first thing, won't you move in me? First thing, Lord, I'm desperate for a change myself. Even though I'm saved, I'm desperate, Lord. I need you more in my life than you've ever been. But Lord, I just wonder if we come to church in this way today, not, not worried about some virus, but we worry about somebody's maybe have a worse thing than a virus. Maybe they ain't never been saved. They're going to go to a devil's hell. And ain't, ain't, can't nobody gonna, ain't, ain't gonna be no, ain't going to be no medicine to show up for it. It was already here. The blood of Jesus was here. It's already been shed. They was actually saved 2,000 years ago, more now. They were saved then. They just didn't accept the gift that Jesus gave for their life. Lord, I just wonder who would come and meet me right here this morning. Who would be man, woman enough, young person enough just to get up and say, man, I want to give my life to Jesus. In faith, believing that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give it away. Oh, Brother Eddie, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what my friend's going to think. Oh, I've got a lot of changes. God's going to be working in me. You know what I'm he ain't going to do it all at one time. He's going to justify you right now. He's going to start grabbing them things. You're going to start seeing how much God loves you. You ain't going to mind giving them away. So, man, when I got this peace I got, it ain't no problem. Does anybody need to come? Now's your time to walk and come and give your life to Jesus. Now's your time. You done waited. You done waited enough. Now's your time to mount up. Is anyone coming? Anyone? Anyone at all? Lord, I'm going to tell you that I love you. Now, Lord, just because I'm going to say amen in a few minutes, it don't mean the service is over. Lord, we can go in my office. We can open this Bible back up. I can show them how much Jesus loved them. Lord, we can read John 3, 16 again. Lord, I, I, I can get over in Romans 13. We, we can read that thing. Romans 10, 13, how ain't nothing going to be able to separate and go down down 28. Lord, just whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord, we, we can just read them your word. We, we, just, we can let them look at the word, Lord. And tell them how they can be saved. They can trust in the word. Heaven and earth will pass away, but your word ain't going to never pass. And Lord, they can be saved before they leave here. Lord, thank you for giving us this opportunity as we come and met together. All this wonderful singing, this fellowship we got here, loving one another. Lord, I, I just pray, Lord, you just continue to be with the country. Continue to heal our land. Bring us back together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Y'all give God a hand clap because he's good to us. Amen. Amen.